Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of our trope season here at Romance at a Glance. I'm your host, Bridget, and today I have a special guest host with me, Nikki Witt from Nikki's Book Nook on YouTube. Hi, Nikki. Hi, thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting. You guys, popping in another podcast. Cherry, you're on the show. You know it's my favorite thing. Oh my God. No, I've never been on a podcast. This is so crazy. <laughs> I'm so I excited. I promise that I will ease you into it. Today, we are reading Across the Line by Julie Johnson. And this is part of our trope season. And we are on the Brothers Best Friend trope. Um, how, are you reading this trope a lot? Like, talk to us about your YouTube channel. What are you reading? What are you reviewing? Yeah. Um, I do love the brother's best friend trope a lot. It's one of my kind of top favorites, which is funny because I, I don't have a brother, but I just really love the trope because I feel like I'm into the, I love the forbidden aspect. It's always kind of scary. Sure. And I always love the sure. moment of, because I feel like it's usually like older brother, right? And I like that mm-hmm. vibe, like when he doesn't see you as a little girl anymore. And it's like, oh, she's right. all grown up. Like those key things you always hit in the brother's best friend. I love, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, on my YouTube channel, I do a lot. People that watch my channel know I love like enemies to lovers workplace romance is my ultimate favorite trope. Nice. I read a lot of things like that. Fake dating, of course. And then my more wholesome side, I love like childhood friends to strangers to lovers is kind of my my, my baby. Yes, I do love that as well. Yes. Yeah, I'm kind of all over the place. Started in fantasy and now I've been deep down the romance pole for a while now. Oh, I love it. We, I, I mean, everyone, fantasy. Such a good place in my heart. I love fantasy so much. Romance is so fun. We actually just did that's so funny. Fake dating, and we just did um, office romances or office. I don't know if I want to call it like all taboo because they were all kind of different, but office yeah. like boss employee power dynamic oh, sort of love the boss romances. Um, so I love that you just named those two tropes because that's where we were at. Um, I will say that going off of what you said, I assumed based on the fact that as a brother's best friend that this book would be a little bit more forbidden mm-hmm. and also because in the description they talk about how he's like a special forces working security enemies are closing in i also thought there would be a little bit more action suspense romance in this mm-hmm. which i really enjoy and yeah. i knew shawnee my co-host wasn't going to be here and she does not enjoy it so i was like "Ooh, a chance for me <laughs> For me to just live my life with this action romance. Yeah. What did you think going in? Because those were two things I thought that about this book going in. Yeah, I think it was a little interesting because I feel like a lot of the Brothers Best Friend books, we didn't get to see a ton of them kind of growing up. I feel like a lot of those Mm -hmm. books we see more of like the kind of formative years where this was really just one kind of childhood flashback. And now it's like they're adults and they haven't seen each other for a long Mm -hmm. time. And the brother was kind of like a lot more out of the picture than I figured he was going to be. Like he kind of didn't show up until a while. So yeah, I'm with you that the forbiddenness wasn't as serious as I normally like it. I like it when it's a little Mm -hmm. more um, scandalous, but yeah, I didn't know what to expect because the description was kind of vague, but I was super interested in it. Cause I hadn't ever heard of this book when I saw it on the list and I was like, looking at all the books you guys were reading, I was like, Oh, it reminded me a lot of twisted games. If you've read that, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. yeah, one of my favorite books I've read so far this year. So I'm like, okay, I'm getting like the bodyguard kind of vibes. Like I yeah. think similar to we that. We just read so. twisted hate a couple months ago. Yeah. Um, and then I read the other ones. It was great. Yeah. that series but yeah that's the kind of vibes I was going for and I think it was some of that but yeah I just I didn't know totally what to expect let's get into it you guys were reading uh Cross the Line by Julie Johnson let's get this uh let's get this show popping romance at a glance uh-huh romance at a glance what you say that? romance 
a glimpse. Go ahead, girl. This is Contemporary Romance Brothers Best Friend Trope. This is actually in a series called Boston Love, and this is book number two. All of the books in the series, I believe there are five, are all standalones. I did not personally feel like I needed to read book one. Like, I didn't feel like at any point I was, like, lost in the story. I feel like they're connected by friendship, but not so much by plot. Yeah, I feel like I agree. I could tell. I kind of went and looked into it because I saw that it was the second in the series, and that made me a little nervous. I was like, do I need to read the first one first? But as I was reading it, I could tell... Like I could tell which couple the first book was definitely like focused around, but I didn't think there was anything that I was like too confused about. Like, so I, I don't think, I think it's fine. And then the author even said in her description that you could read them as standalone. So I love that. No pressure. What did you think about the cover art? Okay. I'm all about like the faceless animated, like cartoon characters on all the rom-coms recently. I, I do like that. Um, I wish the cover was matte, not to be super picky. <laughs> but it's like, it's got the shiny and I prefer like a matte cover. That's kind of like my main thing if I could change. But I mean, I love the skyline in the background. I do think the actual art of like the characters is like a little, a little more cartoony than I like. Like creepy. I don't, I don't know why. I don't yeah. know why. But they were like the the illustration was like too realism of you know what I mean, and then faceless versus and then no like this right more hand drawn looking sort of. Um, in general, I also I am sort of the opposite. I actually don't prefer illustrated covers. I prefer because I feel like a lot of times you don't know what you're getting. Mm -hmm. Like from an illustrated cover five years ago, I used to know, okay, this is a rom-com with very little sex or like very Mm -hmm. closed door. Yeah. And now sometimes you pick those up and you're like, yo, this book is crazy. Or sometimes you pick them up and you're like, this book is dark. (laughs) There's a lot of issues in this book, but you put a bright, happy cover. I thought I was having a bright, happy read. So I I feel like it kind of deceives you a little, but I I don't know why, what, uh, what was up with this illustration, but the faceless ones on this one, I was like, what? No, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Once I saw it up close, I mean, it is funny how it's like the sharp, there's a lot of like sharp angles, but then it's like soft because they like don't have their faces. So I'm, I am with you, but generally (laughs) I feel like that's kind of the vibe right now with all the rom-com books. These people are loving it. So I'm on it. All right, you guys, I'm going to hit you with a little synopsis. You know where we're at. Um, So Phoebe is our main character, has been in love with her brother's best friend her whole life since she was five years old. And he is the neighbor who moved in next door. And they are all super, super rich uh, from the Nantucket Valley. Is it where did they grow up? Nantucket or something like that? Yeah. I don't know why I literally just finished the book. I can't remember, but super, super rich. Her dad's a billionaire. She inherits all this money. And her dad is like mostly absent from her life. Her mom died when she was young and she has been obsessed with this boy her whole life. And at some point he sort of, he was her friend as a child. And then at some point he kind of starts avoiding her and putting this distance. And she sort of longs from him from afar. And he leaves at one point, joins the special forces and now runs like a big private security firm. And then enemies are closing in on Phoebe. It's her dad, obviously always, it's always the rich uh, billionaire dad who is not in her life who causes the problems and then he sort of pulls her in to protect her is is the general story i Mm -hmm. will say speaking of the one flashback i do wish that we got to hear some of the stories of their childhood from his perspective yeah so it's all in her pov it's all and i wish because she talks a lot about how she like longed for him and and 
it, it, he mentions it later, like, oh, I noticed all this. Like, he knows her favorite coffee order. He knows her drink order. He knows he, like, pays attention to her from afar, clearly. Right. But I wish that she had said, like, you know, yeah, but at that party, like, you didn't talk to me. And he's like, I didn't talk to you because I knew if I talked to you for too long, like, I wouldn't be able to resist, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I wanted to feel his longing for her because we spend so much of the book in her head with her longing right and and i i guess you're supposed to infer it based on the fact that he like pays attention to her but i wanted to like i wanted him to like like you know when they make in romance novels where the the hero makes a really bad mistake or does something so mm-hmm. fucking stupid and then he has to mm-hmm. grovel. like i wanted him to grovel for her forgiveness yeah. for like making her sad for all these years. I wanted him to like, I don't know, like show her that he too was feeling the the feels. Yeah, I agree. I, when I first started it and we got that initial scene that was like the flashback from childhood, I was mm-hmm. so excited because Me like, too. I love the childhood kind of friends to strangers. And I thought yeah. we were going to get a combination of that with the brother's best friend. So I thought maybe we were mm-hmm. going to get like some more flashbacks and see like mm-hmm. chemistry in the past, the tension present day. But we really just got that one scene and then it had been obvious they hadn't seen each other in a long time. So I do agree. It seemed a little like disjointed there that I would have loved to see. I mean, I'll always go for a dual point of view if I have that option so I would have loved to yeah. see some of his thoughts um yeah it did seem a little abrupt I did love all the catching like all the small hints of obviously him like picking up on all her favorite things mm-hmm. and knowing that and I don't know being aware of stuff that she didn't realize he would have been aware of I loved all that little stuff but mm-hmm. I, I agree I would have loved a, a look inside his head for sure yeah because like when she sees him for the first time in the book you guys in like present day he is basically telling her like you need to stay away from this dude you just went on a date with he's bad news you can't go on it no like explanation Hi, how no, are you? Like, he's bad news. <laughs> no hey how are you it's been a while he like hit, her brother like gives him a key to her apartment doesn't tell her he just like shows up in the night in the dark in her apartment she almost has a heart attack yeah which i was like okay oh, that's a good meet cute or present i'm like okay i can work with yeah. that meet cute like and then Anyways, and then he's kind of a dick and just leaves. And she, like, flashes back to, like, all these memories. And so, like, the beginning was really working for me. Mm -hmm. Like, talking about, like, you know, he taught me to ride a bike. His arms are strong and steady. He patched my scraped palms and bleeding knees. He made me burned mac and cheese when Parker was at soccer. My dad was busy. Like, he hugged me after, you know, blah, blah, blah. He held my hand so tight during my mom's funeral. Like, so all of that, I was like, oh, like the childhood feels were there for me. That flashback I thought worked. Yeah. And then she describes how like he came home from college and she was like dressed up in her cute field hockey skirt. And then he like abruptly stopped, like started ignoring her. And I was like, oh, he definitely was like, oh, I should not be having lusty wrong feelings for my friend's little sister. Yes. Yes. And then I wanted there to be more lusty feelings. And I feel like he... Like, to your point of not having any dual POV in his mind, Mm -hmm. I wanted to be in his mind. Like, I wanted either either for me, he needed to outwardly, like, once once the first kiss happened, he needed to be like, no, like, I'm going to you. I need you now. Like, you've cracked the well of my yearning for you. And now all bets are off. Yeah. Or I needed to be in his mind so I could like feel what he was feeling. Because as it was, I was like, she's kind of chasing you and you're not really like, I'm like, chase her back, bro. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Come yeah. on. I also, 
I don't know if this is too early to bring this up, and I feel like it's kind of a hot Never. take. Well, but, too early. Well, <laughs> I don't know if this is a hot take. It's just a personal thing for me. I don't generally love when we see like a grown adult woman, like I didn't love the power dynamic of like, okay, I love that she had loved him all this time and had waited for him all this time, but the way that she was like still a virgin and that was brought up and it's like, I've been waiting for you all this time. And it's like, I just don't love that when it's like grown adult women in their mid twenties. I just think it creates like a weird power dynamic of he's already like the older brother's best friend. And he's like, mm-hmm. and he's clearly been fucking other people. Exactly. You're saying yeah, like he, she's chasing after him. She's waited all this time for him. And it's like, I just don't think you need that extra added element of that. Like I could have very much done with her yeah. always comparing every guy to him or something. Like, I think I would have right. heard that. Like, I just thought that was like a little, I didn't think that part was necessary in the story. I I agree. I think it would have worked just as well for me if she was like, like maybe she's like only had sex with one or two other people. Like I would have been fine mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. Like, hey, you know, like in college, I tried to get over you and I couldn't, mm-hmm. you know, like I dated I someone else. You. It didn't work. I compared him to you or what I imagined you would be like. And my imagination wasn't even as good as you are. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, they don't have sex until so late in this book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a slow. They got interrupted twice. And I was like, come on. And both times, too, with someone like knocking on the door. Right. And I'm like, come on. The first time I'm like, okay, like, let us wait a little bit, like build some tension. I'm okay with the first time. But when they knocked the second time, I was like, no. Yes. And then he takes her down. Okay. And one of the scenes that I was like, oh, this is where they're going to get sexy. They Mm -hmm. go down to like the gun shooting range and he's like, I'm going to teach you some self-defense. She's like, and then she starts to hit him and she's like, oh, we're going to go on the mats and roll around and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yes, we are. Yes, we are. And he's like, oh, we better go to the shooting range. And I was like, no, yeah. no, I don't. I didn't want that. I wanted the other one. She said what well, I wanted to happen. I wanted, and yeah. then, okay, did this bug you? Again, this is jumping way to the end, but <laughs> did this bug you that she practiced using a gun with him? He taught her how to shoot five minutes and ago, then and then she forgot. <laughs> five, literally the day before. Yeah. And then she didn't shoot that dude. Um, yeah. I hated that. <laughs> So I mean, like he mad. just taught you how to do this i mean it was kind of funny like i made me laugh and i was like are you serious but um yeah i guess it's just kind of like a goofy moment but i'm like he just taught you how to do this i know i was like come on like yeah. this is the whole point of him teaching you get it so that you could shoot them fools <laughs> yeah, just could have shot him in the arm or something it didn't have to be some crazy but like she could have shot him in the foot and that would have been yeah, funny or like anything yeah. The kneecaps, um, yeah. Okay. So she gets kidnapped twice in this. Also, he's like, I'm going to keep you safe. She gets kidnapped twice. So he's like, doing a bad job. Doing a bad job of keeping you safe. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought the the character who I was like the most intrigued by uh, was the girl who saves her, the woman who saves her. Yes. Who she calls Tinkerbell. She's, mm-hmm. She like is this like hacker who, who sneaks into where she's being kept, frees her. He doesn't even save her. She gets saved by someone else. Yeah. And, and I thought her character was intriguing. And then I thought that they were like going to go on the run together because sure. if the mob is after you, it feels like you should not be in an apartment where they know where you are. feels like you should be on the run together. And then I was like, oh, well, that's sexy. You're on the run with this forbidden brother. So he doesn't want to fuck you because, you know, he's yeah. always told his brother, I won't ever touch her. And then 
like he could be telling stories like where she's like, yeah, but when I was like 18 and, or when I was 20 or whatever, and he could be like, yeah, I was looking at you a little too long. And your brother was like, yo, dude, what the fuck? Like, yeah. don't you remember the rules? And I was like, <gasps> and realized he caught me. Like he could have told her this, like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know. I just thought there'd be more like suspense. Cause there he's was kind of a thing. And, Definitely potential for that. But they're like, no, let's just go have a sleepover at your apartment for five days and be sitting ducks. Let's be He's sitting ducks. Yeah. It's like super secure and he has like, you know, because he does work in security. So I was like, I guess. Okay. To go to my apartment where they're going to look for you second after your flight. Yes. It was kind of like, yeah, I love the girl they called Tinkerbell because I'm like, okay, surely she's going to, I assume she's like a bigger character maybe later in the series as the vibe I'm she's, getting. Like she she's the back. next book. Okay, yeah. That's Parker. Right, okay. I figured that's the vibes I was getting, but I'm like, I wanted to see a little more of her because it totally was, I, I assume that answer will come later, but I was like, where did she come from? Why did she care to save you? Like, we didn't get any of those answers. And I'm like, you were a huge part of the story. Like, you busted her out of there. Like, where'd you go? Yeah. Like, I, I feel like there are a couple things where I was like, okay, I guess maybe this is going to be, answered later but there were definitely a couple things where i was like did like one of the things i thought was did we learn a lot about nate in book one and that's why we're not learning like anything about him yeah which is possible i suppose but i really feel like i don't know him i agree as, like an mc mm-hmm. and like i don't really know like why he hated his dad enough to like leave their family business and all the money and privilege and go into the military. Like, I don't really know, like, why doesn't she doesn't even ask when she finds out that he has no contact with his dad. She doesn't even ask like what happened. Yeah. I was kind of waiting for more of, I don't know. It was weird. There were a few little random kind of heart to heart moments where I was like, okay, now we're going to get deep here. We're going to figure out all the things I'm learn more about him, but yeah, I totally agree. I felt like, again, I was just so hoping from that first scene. I'm like, all right, we're going to get flashback chapters. This is old. It's all going to come together. Like, I love putting the puzzle pieces together and trying to kind of figure it out. But then that just totally didn't happen. So, yeah, I agree. I kind of the whole time was trying to figure out what his deal was. And he obviously, like, has all this training and has been in special forces and stuff. But I'm like, for who? How? Like, how did you get to the point? Like, how are you such a badass? <laughs> like... And why are you in Boston of all places if you are such a badass? Like, yeah, go work for the president or something. <laughs> like, it could have been great that, like, when he came home, the reason he chose Boston is because of her. Mm-hmm. Like, I could have set up shop in New York or in Washington, D.C. or in L.A. where there's more high-profile people. But, like, you were here. And so that's why I had to come back. Boom. Like, I would have been like, panty dropper. That's a panty <laughs> dropper. Exactly. Um, I agree. Oh, so you, you said something earlier that I really like sparked something. You said that in a brother's best friend, especially with older brother, there's that moment where, like, they're not a little girl anymore to them. Yes. And I thought that moment, so, like, since we weren't getting more flashbacks, I was like, oh, this is the moment. So they're outside at the at Jamar Gemma's. Um, uh, gallery opening mm-hmm. and she says to him like do you ever feel like you could disappear and no one would even notice yeah and she says like he's watching me so intently it's like he's never seen me before like I changed right before his eyes into a stranger and I was like okay like I think that sentiment is such a good one where like he realizes like oh for as much as I've watched her or known her I don't really know this she's a woman now like I don't know her yeah Totally. 
and I, I, I kind of just wanted, I just wanted to dive. Like if we're not going to get super, super sexy times, mm-hmm. that can be okay. As long as like you hit me in the feels so hard. <laughs> like, I, I, want, I want all the emotions and like, I just want to crack it up and like maybe cry. Maybe I should be crying in the middle. I don't know. Or maybe I should be laughing out loud. Tears of joy. Yeah. I mean, I love all this. I love all the sexy time stuff, but I'm kind of like, you kind of have to give me one or the other. I agree. If we're not going to, if we're not going to go there with that, then I need all the flashbacks. I need all the, like the building and the emotion. And I totally agree. And I feel like I kind of got left in the middle on both. And I'm like, I would have liked a little more of one or the other. (laughs) That would have been nice. Um, Speaking of flashbacks, did you read Devil's Night series by Penelope Douglas? My favorite series of all time, just about. Yeah, the flashbacks are everything. Yeah, no, I I love that. I love Penelope Douglas so much. I love that series. That was really the series that got me super deep into my like dark romance love. Yes, fully romance. Penelope Douglas introduced me to all of that. I picked up Corrupt. I'm like, oh, this this synopsis sounds cute. And the next thing I know, I'm like, oh my, like I didn't know books like this existed. Down the rabbit yeah. hole, Devil's Night is yes. I love it so much. Yes, we did. Um, we did like a we we reviewed Corrupt on the podcast uh, last year during our dark season romance. Um, season and it was like we did 10 books in a row which i think was too many dark romances in a row we admitted that on the podcast too many but it was so fun to just like dive into the dark and like just like anything can happen in those books which is really exciting as a reader because you're like i don't fucking know someone might kill someone i don't know someone might kill the main character that's why i love penelope douglas because i feel like their books are just so like the spice is everything the smuts everything but then such good storylines, lots of suspense. You never know what's about to happen. Like you said, there's just, there's so much to it. Like, I feel like a lot of times you get one or the other and I'll be a little bit all at once. It's great. Yeah. She's, she's awesome. Think about uh, hopefully she'll be on the podcast someday. And coming oh my out. God. That'd be amazing. Die. It's so fun. Okay. What did you think about, okay. Two things I want to get your take on one they're again supposed to be running from the mob she's already been kidnapped once they're about to take a private jet to fly away and then what do they do that night do they hide away do they run away no they do not they go to a surprise party (laughs) okay i don't know if i would just went into a coma or something but like was it it, was it hinted at that her birthday was coming up and like i just missed that okay because i feel like i because when that happened i was like what (laughs) They mentioned it when she was at like yoga or brunch or whatever with her friends early on and they were like early on. So they, okay. cause this book takes place over a short span of time. Right. Um, yeah. So they mentioned like, Oh, don't you want to have a party? And she was like, Oh no, I don't really like my birthday, which again, another opportunity where I wish they had gone more deep into it where it's like, she doesn't like it because her mom died or because her dad was never home and her brother left. So she always spends it alone. So she doesn't like it because Mm -hmm. it reminds her that, you know, whatever she's alone, but I feel like we got like kind of the surface of it, but not fully into it. But what did you think about the fact that they went to a party at all when they're supposed to be running from the mob? It was so freaking goofy. (laughs) Goofy. (laughs) Well, and it's like, if we're going to do a little party, like I would think we would do it at the safe house with all the like surveillance cameras. Exactly. I don't know. Like I, I got the, 
the cute French, especially because this is like a companion novel series. I get you want those moments where you like bring all the characters together and it's like a big kumbaya. And that party was really the moment where I kind of realized I was like, okay, I was reminded this was the second book in the series because I felt Mm -hmm. like we saw a lot of, um, is it Gemma and Chase, right? That's like Mm -hmm. the the first book. I feel like there was a lot with them in that one scene where I was like, okay, I feel like I'm like missing some pieces here. I think this would kind of make a little more sense if I had read the first book but um yeah I wonder if we would have if I already would have known that Gemma was her sister probably I guess yeah that's what I'm wondering like I don't know if that's a whole part of the first book where she feels guilt about that and we see her like them become friends like I I assume so so that was that was the one part I was going to say originally when we were talking about this where I kind of was like "Eh, I feel a little lost but it I kind of glazed over the the birthday party I just kind of was like okay (laughs) I just kind of wrecked that I was like when are we going to get back into the danger what's happening totally and then the other thing that like i i feel like both parker and nate got let off the hook on parker being her brother Mm. is that she says in her internal monologue her brother's like oh yeah like i think you know i'm gonna stick around for a little while at least or he says something like very flippant about the fact that he's gone all the time and in her mind, she says something like, yeah, I want you to be home more. Like, I miss you. I'm alone. Like, I need you. But out loud, she kind of makes a joke. And she never tells, she never really tells him like, hey, like, mom is dead. Dad has not spoken to me in three years, even though I work for him. Like, you need to come back. Like, you can't keep running away from this. Like, I'm your sister. I need you to be here. Yeah. And I don't feel like he ever gets that. And maybe that again, maybe in the next book, she's going to give him like a come to Jesus about it. I don't know. Cause she's excited when he says, yeah, I'm going to stick around at least for a few months. And she's kind of like, haha, yeah, it'll be nice to have you. But I really wanted her to be like, yeah, I want you here. Like stay with me. Especially since she's like so lonely at the beginning and talks, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I assume we're going to see more like character development from Parker later on but I was so confused on their relationship the entire time because I'm like I kind of felt like she didn't really like him or there was like some tension between them but then he shows up mm-hmm. and like sweet pea like the way he calls her sweet pea the whole time yeah. I'm like oh so they're like besties they love each other but then they seemed like they were like fighting and they were angry at each other and then yeah the whole thing of him like always being gone I'm like what is going on here <laughs> like are you guys close are you not like, yes. I don't know. Like, yeah. Do you while he's gone? Does she just kind of let him, because she misses him, let him like walk all over her kind of when he comes mm-hmm. back? Yeah. And I mean, I even felt like they were bickering and stuff, and she seemed annoyed that he was back. But then she had that whole internal thought of like, oh, I miss my brother so much. I'm so glad he's here. I'm like, do we like him or do we not? <laughs> yeah. Is he good or is he a playboy? Because it kind of seems like he's a playboy little bitch, but also are we saying we like him? Yes. Yeah. And also, like, what is in Nate's dynamic? Because I don't feel like, because we didn't get any Nate POV, I don't feel like I really understood their relationship. Like, how do they fit together? He's this, like, military operative who's been, like, killing people all around the world for the last 10 years. And the other dude's just this, like, billionaire's child playboy who has a yacht who's just, like, fucking his way around the world. Like, what do they have in common? Do they meet up around the world when Nate's off? Because Nate doesn't see his family. So, like, does Nate go wherever he is to be with him? Like, what is there? Yeah, I had this. How did their friendship survive? I definitely had the same question. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, they're supposed to be best friends, but we don't, I mean, we, again, I don't want to keep saying the flashbacks. I love the flashbacks. I wanted more. But, 
but yeah, we didn't see any, cause we, even in the initial flashback, like we never see him interact with Parker, like as no. children, it's just him and Phoebe. So we never see that. And then, yeah, they're completely not anywhere near each other. Parker's all over the world and Nate is doing his own thing. So yeah, I'm like, how are y'all still friends? <laughs> I feel like guys, especially like, I don't feel like they stay in touch that well. <laughs> how are y'all still friends for being all over the place? Yeah, I agree. I also like in her mind, she said something like, oh, you that really hurt. Like, but like, I don't feel like she ever really told him like how devastating it was that he was like all these memories she had as a child of him, like helping her ride a bike and all this other stuff. And then one day he just stopped talking to her basically and like stopped being her friend and stopped being like a deep part of her life and how. How, how like she was devastated by that not only because she was in love with him but also just like he was another family member who left her then he's like oh i had to go but like i don't know i wanted her to like kind of dig the knife in a little and be like yeah but you could have said goodbye to me you could have told mm-hmm. me you left me too you know, you know what i mean yeah like you didn't just leave parker like what like you left me too and you knew you know, whatever, you know, everything about me, but you didn't know I like needed you or whatever. I don't know. I, I, again, I just needed the depth of emotion to be like more yeah. or for them to be just tearing each other's clothes off console. I definitely agree. I, <laughs> I also, that whole interaction, my blood was about to start boiling in the whole interaction where he's like, whenever he tried to say they were going to have, like, it was just meaningless sex. Like, why would you, why would you throw your virginity away on meaningless? Like when he said that, I almost threw the book across the room. I'm like, why would you even ever say like that was so, can I say fucked up? <laughs> yes, you can. That was so fucked. I'm like, she just told you, like you just fucked out. Like that's such a vulnerable moment. Yes. That's a just good out She's a virgin. I have like issues with the whole like virginity thing in like adult books. Cause it's like, First of all, it just feels so unrealistic, you know, like it's not all butterflies and rainbows like this and all hot and stuff. And he's like, he's found out this super like vulnerable thing about her and that she has all these feelings for him. And then your thing is going to, you're going to say that to her. Like, this is just meaningless sex. It doesn't mean anything. And then for her to forgive him in like five seconds, I'm like, that needed to be a yeah. mount moment. And then you go. That needed her. to be a grovel. Straight up grovel. grovel. Down on the knees. Yeah. Or jail time. Yes. One or the other. Yes. <laughs> I could not. That was not. Yeah, that was. I totally felt like the moment for. Like he needed to be in the hospital on his deathbed. And he's right. like, I'm so sorry. I only said that because I feel like I'm a piece of shit and I'm not good enough for you. And yeah, she's like, no. I really, and I didn't I even I took really a bullet understand. for you because you know I love you. Like, I, you need to take a bullet for that one. Like, that's yeah. right. And I didn't even understand his whole, like. I'm not good for you. I'm not good. I'm not good enough for you. I'm like, why? Why? We don't know anything of why. Yeah. I'm like, dad's a piece of shit. Who cares? Like you clearly were a good man for her and a good boy. Uh, I mean, you've gone on to have her her whole life. Like you took care of her. You were a good friend to Parker. Clearly you're still friends. Like Mm -hmm. Parker gave you a key to her apartment, which means Parker clearly trusts you to be a good, like not break in and like do bad things, steals from her or like, kidnap her or rape her or anything like clearly trust you with her yeah um, no. i didn't understand that either like that was something like he needed to explain that like if you're gonna say oh i'm not good enough for you and like the way again like she says i had that as a quote because so i was gonna ask you about it he says her response to him saying like why would you waste this on a night of meaningless sex is 
all the breath goes out of me. The words I was about to say slither back down my throat into my stomach where acid quickly destroys them. I feel nauseous, physically ill. And I'm like, yeah, I would feel physically no, I, ill too. Exactly. I would, feel, I, I would literally vomit like in the bathroom later from like humiliation and just devastation. And then literally she gets up and then he stands behind her and like kisses her and her neck. And he's like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Well, the fact that he said it. <laughs> Like, obviously, at that point, the cards are on the table. He knows she's obsessed with him. He knows that this isn't meaningless for her. And then she's literally, like, naked. <laughs> you're down You're down to the skivvies. <laughs> you're going to tell her this is meaningless. Like, that's so, especially, again, like, it being her first time, like, that's such a, like, traumatizing. Like, I could not imagine. That's so embarrassing from, like, this guy you've loved all this time. And it was very clearly, like, out of character for him every other page of the book. Mm-hmm. Like, that scene didn't make sense. Because he's, like, he, yes, he's abrupt to her and sarcastic to her. Yeah. He's never, like, an but he, But he's never an asshole. And he always, like, takes care of her. Like, again, he knows everything about her. All her, like, oh, coffee orders and all this stuff. It makes no sense that he would, like, pay so much attention and so much care and then be so callous. Like, had this scene happened very early in the book Mm -hmm. like like let's say this is a different book and this is they're kind of hot and heavy right away and Mm -hmm. he he thinks like oh i'm not good enough she's never gonna want me but i've wanted all this time like we're gonna have sex and she's gonna forget about me and then he's like finds out she's a virgin he's like why would you waste that on me and then she's like yo what are you talking about like then that could have been a conflict but like this was at like 75 percent of the book like this is deep into the book totally and i i mean that moment initially when that conversation first started i thought he was it was going to be a moment of like don't waste this on me like i'm not good enough for you blah 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 like i thought it was going to be more of like a you're amazing like this was like a moment of praise for her and like are you sure you want to do this because this means a lot to me and i don't like I thought that's where it was going to go. And then whenever he's like, this is meaningless. I was just like, no, I feel like I got slapped in the face with that. I, so I, I literally, I had to go back to the beginning of the scene and start over. Cause I was like, yeah. Oh, I missed a, I no, missed I, missed I, I was like something disconnected here. Like, cause it was just so, yeah, it was such a, like, that felt like such a line from like a toxic bully romance or something. And I'm like, but it's not what this has been. Like, it just doesn't, yes. I mean, it had the effect it, it was trying to have <laughs> she wanted me to feel nauseous but yeah and then it, yeah I wanted some groveling I'm with you that whole upset me and I also feel like at that like I almost honestly feel like you could just remove that one page of the book mm-hmm. and I feel like this book would be better because you would go right from them fooling around to them having this really nice sexual experience for her first time and yeah. her being happy about it mm-hmm. like I feel like they had like once they got together, I feel like there's two books in romance. There's like, we have internal conflict of uh, like miscommunication or power dynamics or whatever, or we have external problems. Like you're getting kidnapped all the time. Right. And I feel like in this book, you start out with a little bit of internal communication. There is an internal conflict, but then pretty quickly it's like, uh Oh, better be us versus them. Mm-hmm. meeting the mob and then they get to be on the same team that's why i love suspense romance because they're together fighting against the greater evil same with like paranormal or alien romance or whatever like i enjoy that feeling of the couple being like mm-hmm. on team us and yeah they might have conflicts mm-hmm. but th- they can squash them pretty quick because they're like however not as big a problem as that person with the gun trying to kill us so let's have sex and make up <laughs> and I, I didn't like the fact that this like 
brought it back to a weird like internal conflict and i was like but we've already gotten past internal conflicts we're already naked we're put the p in the v bro it's, put it it's in it's happening it's happening we've crossed we've crossed the line i did appreciate oh i don't think i wrote it down i did appreciate though that she said um he was like he like one more time was like are you sure and she's like we're already naked your hands are oh, on my yes. boobs your pee has a condom on it yes i'm sure yes and i was like okay i respect that because that's no, what no, i always said like, just like go for it <laughs> have you i'm assuming that you've never read it julie johnson before i haven't i hadn't heard of her before um before this but overall i feel like i'm i might sound like i'm being nitpicky but i overall i really i like i'm surprised i haven't heard of her i really enjoyed overall like her writing i thought the story was interesting i thought it was i thought it was well done like i'm totally gonna i think i'm gonna go back and read the first book and eventually read more of the series like i did really like it yeah. and surprised more people aren't yeah. talking about her yeah i mean she she definitely has I feel like she has like a fun voice. Like I could definitely see in a book with a slightly different plot or different MCs where yeah. I, it really would have worked for me. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. there, it wasn't so much the writing style as it was like, there were a few key points where I was like, this is just not working for me as the reader. Yeah. Um, but I did read through a lot of her reviews and people like loved her books. Um, that's why we chose it. Cause I had great reviews and, and people had recommended it to us. And we were like, yeah, fine, let's give it a shot. Can we talk about the little quirks in the in the book of her saying? Like, how yes. did you feel about the crap on, crap on a cracker, crack on crap on rye bread, crap on mayo? I actually <laughs> don't mind. The one that annoyed me was when she said fracking, and I was like, "You're a grown oh. up." Okay, yeah, yes. she kept saying fracking and then she kept saying the crap and I, I don't know I feel like I went through like a weird phase where the first time she said both of those things I laughed and then by the fifth time I was like okay like we're saying this same with, like, same with like the sweet pea thing because like I have a lot of friends that I call by their nicknames and stuff and same with my siblings and stuff but I I don't feel like I always use the cute nickname like I feel like you use that like for joke purposes, for heartwarming purposes, but like on the reg, you're going to be like Phoebe, Phoebe, you're going to call them. And then sometimes you'll be like, sweet pee, get your butt over here. Like, yeah. Uh, and I, yeah. So it didn't superly bug me, but I definitely noticed it, mm-hmm. which I feel like is not something that as a reader, I typically want to like notice something so glaringly. But yeah. It didn't like, it didn't irk me as much as it seemed to irk some other readers. It just, I don't look so it was like, it was funny and then it annoyed me. And then I feel like I got to a certain point where it had just happened so many times that I was like, then laughing at it again. Like I just couldn't decide, but sweetie thing was funny just cause I don't, I don't know how, like if you have siblings, but like my relationship with like, I just have a sister. Like we would just never call each other something like sweet pea or like lovey dovey or something. So I'm just like, especially with their, that's again, with their relationship, I was so trying to figure it out. Like, with between Parker and Phoebe, because I'm like, it, Sweet Pea is such a sweet little name, and I'm like, I feel like you guys are. I, like, I feel like it's a sweet name, but I feel like he was calling it her like mockingly. Like yeah. that's kind of how I read it. Was more like she's kind of salty and sassy, and he would call her Sweet Pea because she was so little, yeah. but like also kind of sad, like full of vinegar. That's kind of how I read it. I I totally agree with you though. Like I don't feel like I got a handle on him, and I and I don't feel like I got a handle on Nate. So it makes it kind of hard to say. Cause I don't ever hear about Nate being like, we didn't get to hear any of his childhood thoughts about like, Oh, I remember the first time your brother called you sweepy and you got so mad. And mm-hmm. you know, I walked outside with you to, you know, 
fix your favorite doll he broke or something like i almost feel like some of the story some of her flashbacks were like you know when parker like put dye and then you gave me a toothbrush when parker did this and you gave me this so it's almost like he was like the balance of their family that like without him they all don't work together um mm-hmm. yeah i mean i i was kind of intrigued i was like oh do i i kind of i read the descriptions of the other characters and see what the pairings are and i was like oh maybe like i'd read about parker and tinkerbell just because i thought tinkerbell was a cool character yes um I feel like I would be more tempted, though, to just read one of her other series, because I feel like so- sometimes like in a series when there's like, like for this, where like the balance isn't right for me, I feel like I'm like, oh, I should just try it. I didn't hate her writing style, just like the balance of the plot and stuff was off for me. So it's like maybe I should just try a different series of hers because then it might have like a different balance of whatever's going on. And it could be book to book, I suppose. But I think I would be more tempted to just do a different series of hers. Yeah. I'm definitely going to see what all, I didn't look super in depth of what all she has to offer, but I'm definitely interested in the Tinkerbell story. I just want to know what her deal is. Like she just showed up yeah. and just this little bell activist, like snuck away and we didn't know anything about her. So I'm very interested <laughs> know. In like her and Parker. Well, then she tells house. them to get out of the apartment and then they don't leave. And I'm like, like you guys need to trust this lady. I know. She saved y'all. Get out of this house. She didn't say get out tomorrow morning after a surprise party. She said, get out now. Like, a surprise get party. out. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm... So funny. Yeah, I'm interested. All right. You guys, we're going to take a quick break, and we're come back with our ratings. Dear Romance Besties, if you want to support the show, head over to patreon.com forward slash romance at a glance to check out our awesome perks, including stickers, watching movies with us, naughty book boxes, and you can even be on the show. Can't be a patron? You can still support the show by purchasing books or things we recommend through our affiliate links on our show notes and our dope-ass website. Thanks for the commish. Or you can leave a review for the show on Apple Podcasts. Screenshot your review, send it to us on Instagram, and we'll send you some stickers. Okay, what was your rating for Phoebe? We do peach booties, one out of five. You have to do a whole number. Okay, <laughs> as we say, not up or shut up. Choose your number wisely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um... I'd probably give her like a three. I I honestly, I wasn't obsessed with her. My thing, I just, I still feel like, I don't know. I kind of have an issue when I just didn't feel like, I'm like, what is Phoebe's purpose? Like, I know she mentioned she's like a graphic designer, right? But I have a hard time in like these romance books when like the female character just has like no job and no responsibilities. And they're just like going to get coffee. And I'm like, what are you doing with life day to day? Like, I know this only took, place over the span of a couple days but i'm like she says she has a job but like she doesn't have to work ever and she's just getting and they're just stuck in this house and i mean she kind of had yeah i mean she's obviously like a spoiled rich girl but that's just part of it i feel like and yeah i just didn't i don't think there was like a ton of depth to her like i thought parts of her were really funny um i liked how she you know got found her confidence with nate and got a little spicy there and uh, she had a little brave moment at the end and she had some development, but yeah, she wasn't like my favorite girl I've ever read. I, I feel like it would have been more interesting to me if like she was working at the company because she wanted to take over and the dad mm-hmm. only wanted her brother to do it, even though her brother had no interest. Yeah. But she was trying to like prove herself or, or something like that, where it like, gave her a little bit more motivation. Mm-hmm. And then she found out her dad like dealing with the mob and she's like, how could you, this is my company too. I don't know. There could have been like, just give her a little more, like a little more zing yeah. to her character Especially, development. Like them 
it's like a big tech company. I just thought it was so funny that she's like, oh, I do graphic design. I'm like, it would have been so much cooler if she, I don't know, did something with the tech. And I'm not saying she has to work. Yeah, she's like the CTO. Or, but if yeah. she was like, had some backstory, if she was super smart and she, yeah, I mean, helped out and worked, was a little more involved. Like, I think I just would have liked that more for her because I just felt like she kind of didn't. It's like, you might as well have just made her like be an heiress and she's not working and she's just, <laughs> it's just a she's rich family. lunching. Gossip girl. That's what they're doing. They're just living off of daddy's yeah. like just pick one or the other. I thought the graphic designer was kind of like, yeah. Yeah. Cause she, she like talked about how she could finish all of her work in two hours for the week. And I was like, if you're like a head graphic designer at a major corporate, it's like, you cannot, like I worked at the Oprah Winfrey network and the graphic designers were constantly having to work. Cause someone was like, make that a little smaller, change that color a little bit. That's not quite the right image. That's not quite the right. Like you're, they're constantly tweaking, 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 especially the marketing campaigns that were going to be on billboards. Like people yeah. spend millions of dollars on that. Stuff. It's not like a quick, like, Oh, I did it in 10 minutes. Like, yeah I work in marketing too so I totally I felt yeah. the same way. I'm like oh you're not and they kept saying that this was like one of the biggest companies in the world and he's one of the richest men there is no way you're doing everything you need to do in that amount of time I, no like you need to be working full-time and like she wasn't like traveling for work ever and which mm-hmm. felt very strange to me because like your marketing agency would be in New York so you should be in New York going and, to yoga and her gallery parties yeah busy eating cupcakes but having such a bitch and body and her um, um parties i did think the thing i did enjoy the moment where he finds out that the reason she always wears high heels and has always worn high heels since she was in high school is because they were all her moms and she finally could fit in them yeah i thought that was really nice and i would have loved a few more like revelations like that where like the reason she's always put together is because like whatever the one day her dad was home in high school he gave her shit for wearing pajamas and was like our family doesn't wear pajamas like we are always presenting our united front and so she like took that dark or whatever like i I wish we had a few more nuggets into why she Mm -hmm. is the way she is because you got a little again again like little bits like when she talks about like putting on her game face for the paparazzi to go into the gallery um and her best friend like teases her for it and she's like dude fuck you like this is part of my life like i didn't ask for this like i just also have to be ready literally not to harp on it but yeah it's like okay she's like practically a celebrity getting paparazzi but you're telling me she's a graphic designer (laughs) it just doesn't fit for me i'm like what are the other i don't know yeah i love speaking of the high heels I loved the moment of like, I loved when Nate was giving her shit about the high heels, like the whole book, whenever he was finally like, I love those high heels. Whatever yeah. moment he said, I was like, underline, underline, underline of him. Yes. <laughs> those high heels have been yeah, like, he finally was like, I was like, yes. Yes, I cannot get any, cannot get enough of your high heels or something like that. Yeah. I love I agree, but I wish there was more of it. Like, I wish, like, again, so like you set up that he's like, teased her for it, obviously, because he wants her. Mm-hmm. She admits, like, hey, these are, and he admits, oh, I, I like, have dreamed about fucking you with only those shoes on. Uh-huh. But then you have to deliver that to me. Then you have to fuck her only with, like, <laughs> put her up on the counter and just <laughs> go to town while she digs those into oh your back. We didn't get that, did we? No, put them up on your shoulders so you can see them while you just absolutely demolish her. Like, such so, like have her lean yeah. over a couch. They could have even made it funny where like the little dog is on the other couch and is like 
staring at them or something like yeah. if they wanted to add a little humor into it or something or he could have been like wait one minute and he leaves and he like comes back with her high heels and puts them on her <laughs> i think that would have yeah that would have been so good i can't believe that didn't happen mm-hmm. i love that. i i did like though that that tinkerbell when they're running away it's like how can you run in those shoes and she's like I no- oh my god I'm like 5'10". I don't own a pair of heels. So I'm <laughs> not be running up a power to you. <laughs> okay, what did you think of Nate? I don't know. I really, I felt like Nate had so many, as much as we're saying, like, I don't feel like I knew him very well. And I do totally agree with that. He had so many little, like, one-liners to her that made me like mm-hmm. kick my feet and like scream a little bit like mm-hmm. I, the one that I keep thinking about is whenever she was like are you gonna kiss me and he's like thinking about it just like so many mm-hmm. little things like that that were just so small like those are the ones that get me the little like three word thing so he had a lot of, I definitely I feel like I liked him better than Phoebe even though we didn't get to know him as much as her you said I can't do halvesies but I want to say four and a half <sighs> okay yeah, I don't know, four, four-ish. I think I'm going to give him a three. I, I feel like he very, with, like, first of all, the meaningless sex thing, that's a full point off for me. Okay, that's yeah, a full right. eggplant right. off for me. Okay. Which is fine. He could still be a four for you. But, like, that was, that was rough for me. But the, I, I feel like he did have some good moments. Like, the way he responded after she said she was lonely how he like made the party happen because you know like to show her like i would care if you were gone you know like he's he definitely he definitely had his moments and i think was like very with like literally one extra chapter where i actually he actually like opened up to her more i think he would have been four stars for me yeah but i just feel like he just wasn't like he didn't also didn't really like change at all in the sense of like okay now i know her as an adult woman and so now i'm going to you know alter my life in some way for her or or he accepted, her love. I, he accepted her love finally i guess but he must yeah. have known she was like in love with him his whole life yeah um, or maybe he didn't because she was like hiding it for the last 10 years but yeah um, no i agree I- I'm just so easily by the one-liners, little one-liners get me. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I, I also am, I also am into it. I mean, I thought their banter, like without the writing being good and like the banter being good between her and Nate, between the friends, like I liked her friend, is it Lila mm-hmm. or Le- Leah or something like that? Yeah. I thought her and her friend had a really good dynamic of like teasing each other, but also like <clears throat> really loving and supporting each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this book would have been like two stars for me. Or maybe I probably, I probably wouldn't have even finished it. Frankly, I would have been like, this is just not working and I don't like the writing, but I thought the writing was good. So it's like, yeah, the, it was just, it all just didn't line up. The stars didn't line up for me. Three stars. I enjoyed it, but I did not like, I wouldn't like read this book again. Yeah. I don't think I'd reread it. Um, I mean, I'd give it about a four. I, I really did like certain parts of it. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just, I love the brother's best friend trope. I love the like. It is a fun trope. Even though I, it's so funny. This is such a hot take. People despise the whole miscommunication trope and they're like, why didn't you just tell each other 10 years ago you loved each other? And I eat that 
shit up. I love it. I'm like, it's so realistic. How many times have like not been honest with each other or open afraid to say something? Like I kind of love the miscommunication trope and seeing that come into play in this. And yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. And I think it was like also just a fun surprise. Cause again, I'd never heard of this book or this author and I agree with you. I think people give it way too much hate, but I think for me, I feel like there's two miscommunications. There's ones like this, which totally makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. You're not going to tell this boy who's your brother's four year older friend that yeah. you're in love with him because like she asked him to the dance and he said no. And at 14, you'd be like, all right, well, that's a wrap right, on guys. that. Never oh. going to let my heart out of the cage again, unless he's the one who tells me. Um, I'm just going to love him from afar. But then you also have some of the miscommunications where it's literally like, no, I didn't steal that painting. It was my cousin. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I thought you were the thief. <laughs> yes. like something like something that isn't like vulnerable. It's more just like, a, no, I was at my house that night. It quite literally would have changed or it's like something where somebody like lies and if they would have literally just told the truth and it's something so meaningless and dumb, like the entire story wouldn't have happened if you would have just been like, then that's the miscommunication that drives me crazy. And I feel like is lazy. And it's just like, that didn't add anything. It just frustrated me, but like legit miscommunication of what happens and just being afraid to be vulnerable and yeah, difficult. That is real. Like who is it? Like, I feel like all the times that I said, I love you in my life. I cried the first time I said it to someone each time. Mm Mm-hmm. Because to like open yourself up to that and like know that they can hurt you so badly, so quickly, mm-hmm. like that's a hard thing to do. So like that totally made sense to me because I've loved people and lusted after people from afar and never said to them like, hey, like I want to date you or I want you to be inside my body in some way. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, totally. Do you have any last thoughts about the book and or any other books you might want to wreck to our dear listeners uh in this trope line that you really like oh my gosh okay well if you're into the brother's best friend trope ugly love by colleen hoover is in my like top three favorite books of all time and that that definitely fits that trope um to love jason thorne by ella mays is another one that i really really love i have like oh, i definitely have a whole list of these on my phone because i love the brother's best friend and i've read so many of them but um yeah, I mean, I thought this one was pretty good. If you're into this trope, I think you'll like this book. I think it did add some extra fun elements with the whole like kidnapping and suspense. It was just, it was a little different. I feel like I've read a lot of just like cushy, cutesy rom-coms recently that are just, I don't know. And I, and I love those. I love all types of things, but this was just a little bit different and kind of unexpected for me. And again, a new author that I'm like, she's pretty good. Like, why are more people not talking about her? And I also, I just recently went to Boston too. So that was one of the reasons too. I was excited. Yeah. I went to Boston like two weeks ago for the first time. And it was cool to, I don't know. I love when like a writer writes a story, like in a place that they're from and points out really specific locations and stuff. And whenever you've been there, you're like, Oh, I know what that is. Like, I don't know. So I like the little setting of that. And yeah, I thought it was, that was pretty good. Solid, but. Well, you guys, this has been fun. Thank you for <laughs> coming and hanging out with me. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yes, you guys, again, you can check out Nikki on YouTube. Nikki's Book Nook. We will have a description link for you wherever you're listening to this and the podcasting app of your choice or on our website. Can I plug something really quick? Absolutely. Plug away, please. I published my debut novel 
last oh. month actually <laughs> so Congratulations. I yes it is called when fate breaks and it is okay. childhood friends to strangers to lovers like I said one of my favorite tropes with flashbacks with dual point of view and all the other things we've been talking about that we love so it's on Kindle Unlimited it's available on Amazon book depository Barnes and Noble all the places so Okay, when fate breaks, you guys, I will also have a link to that at the top of the description. Um, so you can check out Nikki's book. Congratulations. That's amazing. That's thank awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. All right. Well, dear listeners, until next time, may your books be your lover and your hands your best friend. Bow for now, kids. Thanks for hanging in with us, romance readers. Head over to Instagram to continue chatting with us. We're super friendly. We want to cackle with you. We want to know what your favorite sex scene was. And we need more book recommendations. If you want to read along with us, go to our website, romanceataglance.com, to see what we're reading next. And we'll see you next podcast.